Welcome to the True Blood Authority, the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's True Blood television series. This week we're talking about episode 707, maybe the last time, maybe the last time I'll have to see Bill's pasty ass drilling Sookie. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me as she does each and every week is... Cecily. Cecily. What'd you think of this episode? I thought this episode lasted forever. And you know what? I just watched it for the second time, and I still can't remember what happened. It was so boring to me. I think the answer is pretty much nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, and Niall it showed no up. That impression. was pretty cool. Was it? I mean, we'll talk about it, but yeah, we'll it's, talk about that. It's kind of a nothing episode, and they've yeah. really been firing on all cylinders. It was kind of disappointing. A little disappointing. It was. Sometimes I understand the need for those filler episodes, but I didn't understand the need for this episode at all. This is the last season, man. Get out the kitchen sink. Get out the other analogies to the last thing. You know, <laughs> the dregs of the pot. I don't know. Maybe that's what they did. They brought out the dregs. So All they got left is the well, dregs. Well, they didn't need to do that. Uh, you got any information? Information for directorial and rightorial? Um, scatorial stuff? Yes. Okay, the person who wrote this episode, his name is Craig Chester. He wrote last week's episode, and um, he's got a long list of things that he's done, and he's done well. I wouldn't say that this episode wasn't written well. You're not going to lay it at his feet. No, I'll give it to him. But the director of this episode, his name is Simon Jays. Uh-huh. And he, he has a lot of credits, right? But they're all as a steady cam operator. <laughs> okay. Which is why this was so artfully done at some points. Um, but he used the hell out of the steady cam. But the works that he's most notable for are wait for it, Collateral. Okay. Quantum of Solace. Okay. And Nonstop. Oh, so he's all about the kind of silly action yeah. adventure stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how he does. On a rom-com vampire drama. We've seen how he does. Drama. Uh, let's talk about some positive stuff. Number one, they cast Amber Newland still. Well, she's not Amber Newland. She's she Amber is. whatever her name is. She's Amber Newland, isn't Oh, no. Because no. Newland's the married name. Unless the, so... ch- unless the light of day is a Mormon church, in which case that could all work out. They could be sister wives. I don't understand that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She's weird. cast really well, but I feel like they threw away this character because I know. number one, there was nothing else. There was nothing else they could have done with her. They had to kill her. She turned into total Numi fanatic, and then Eric staked her, which is so stupid. Yes. Why is she defending Sarah Newland? Right, just because she, she saved swore, her. She swore that she was going to kill her no matter what the cost. They spent five minutes before the credits laying out exactly <laughs> why she shouldn't. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions sister. here. One. Wasn't the whole reason that Sarah Newland decided that her 
to offer her healing blood to Amber was because she needed a safe place to stay. But she ended up healing her and then leaving? Yeah. Okay. And number two, this woman, your sister, who you swore to kill last episode, has uh, killed your boyfriend, who you were in love with, Yeah, and presumably. Eric reminded her of that fact very often. She also was directly responsible for the death of your parents yep. recently. Sure. And probably a number of other friends that you may have had. Yeah, like all the vampires. It was just like, you know, not, we see a last episode, then all the vampires are the assholes that Eric and Bill and company are. So, but she yeah. was all about Eric and Pam last episode. I'm telling you, it's it's puzzling that they literally threw away this character. The only positive thing I can say about this scene is it did teach me how to say fuck in Japanese. Kazaa! Fort Bear, bleh, Fort Belfour is deserted. They it's, got stepdad or wait, no, real, real dads. dads. They got bio dads trucks and they got cell phones left behind. And they are perverts in violation of curfew. That's true. Uh, back over at the bill house. No wait, they deduce that they are. No, going. that doesn't happen yet. Because oh, really? back at the bill at, at the bill house at the Compton house. Uh, Sookie and him ponder viral and Faye interactions. When Andy calls and asks Jessica, hey, have you felt my daughter being all scared or some such? And she says, no. That's when Holly says, you know what? My ex had a pretty sweet-ass lake house. And those kids went there six hours away in Oklahoma City, even though they left a truck behind. How did they think they got there? I have no idea. And why would you make a six... A 12-hour commitment in a direction that your children could possibly not be. I guess what else were they going to do? They it didn't wasn't have any even other like, la- like They didn't even fuck in the lake house. There's no thinly veiled reason for why you would you go on such a ridiculous mission. Well, I mean, they're wanting to find their kids, and they have their cell are phones they, aren't there. Are yeah. they? Because they've done a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Just saying. Maybe it's one of them crocodile. There's some crocodile tears being shed. You know, it'd be pretty sweet if we just start over at the one kid. <laughs> Way easier than the two brother sister fuckers we got. No, it's a shitty kid. Just lose them all. Yeah. <laughs> just start over completely. Uh, Bill and Sookie. Wait, I already said that. Violet, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, where is Wade and Adeline. Mm-hmm. Wade and Adeline actually did go. They went to her sex dungeon that's just right outside town, I guess. She's got this fucking old world mansion just filled with <laughs> antique sex toys. And Wooden she, dildos. Mm-hmm. And she says she understands because she used to fuck her brother, too, a lot. Mad. Just mad fucking all and the time. And the picture over the mantle tells me that she used to be royalty. May I? Was she? Well, yeah. There used to be a lot of royalties that were sort of inbred to keep the line pure. So which would make sense why she was fucking her brother. Oh, yeah. Like proud the Lannisters. And the that's Targaryens. not real. No, I'm talking about real things that have happened. Okay. <laughs> there are real instances where they used to of vampire lineages. Sure, yeah, do tell. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, wooden dildos seem like a bad idea. Do they? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't care how smooth you sand that thing. You get it wet, it starts to splinter. That's just not a good time. What if it's got like a nice lacquer finish? Lacquer. 
You, I, 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 Resin? Do they make crunk juice proof lacquer? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to ask Violet because it's <laughs> apparently it's been there since the turn of now, the century. Nowadays, I'd say, well, throw a latex condom over it and hope for the best. Uh, back then, I guess maybe maybe that's what they did. They threw a sheep intestine or whatever. <laughs> Sheepskin. Yeah, sheepskin, uh... lambskin condom over that. And it'll be okay. That's a huge strap-on dildo, by the way. That's massive. Yeah, I would, I, I mean. massive. I, you want Wade to take that? Like, you got to work up to something like that. I mean, Wade's going to try pegging. He's not going to get, like, <laughs> pegged by the cock of a fucking int from Lord of the Rings. Like, Treebeard's dick is not going to be his starting pegging situation, I don't think. No. I would think he would start off with something smaller. Why are you assuming that he's going to be the one on the receiving end? Uh, just because I think that's what Violet was uh, implying. Oh. Because why would he put on a giant strap-on woodcock? Well, it looks like I need to exercise my imagination muscle. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's clearly atrophied. Uh, let's see. A very inappropriate kiss between Wade and Violet. No. It was between Violet and Adeline. Wait, No, I thought it was Wade. You thought she kissed Wade? Yeah. Totally. Oh my god, how drunk were you both times that we watched this? <laughs> I don't know. She, well, to she be fair, the second up, time I was taking notes, I was making these sweet wooden She kissed Adeline. Jokes. She grabbed Adeline's face and just kissed her for a long, uncomfortable amount of time. Okay. And that, oh, now you're okay with it? What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? For Christ's sake. <laughs> no, I was just pushing that button just to get the reaction. <laughs> were you? I was. Or are you retconning your own reaction? <laughs> don't this use words so you don't know what I mean. <laughs> uh... Sookie refuses to accept that there is no cure. As the veins shoot up his neck. What were those <laughs> veins waiting for? They were shooting down his arms. Dramatically appropriate yeah, okay, okay. You know, they're all says, like, what do you guys are? You know, she refuses to accept there's no cure. And Bill looks at her like, all right, well, it doesn't make it dying. any less true That's that right. I'm dying. Everybody, Sookie, Sookie, Sookie refuses refuse, to accept. She's going on record saying she doesn't like this. It's like, the, it's like the time she refused to accept the McRib was no longer available. Her hunger strike lasted for nigh on six days at the local McDonald's eatery. And then she settled for a filet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> she did demand pickles. <laughs> Keith shows up to do a problematic sex scene with Arlene. Yeah. She's... And we're like, as we're watching this, we're like, ooh, you know, we're going to have another one of those weird talks about Yeah, he's creeping and... in on her. And, you know, she, and I, he's slowly turning her no into a yes. And you're supposed to, I don't know how you're supposed to feel. I felt really that's uncomfortable. That's the thing, like, but then it's, a, then it's a sex dream and everything's cool. Yeah, that's Because fine. you can fantasize about whatever the fuck you want. Absolutely. And you can, you can even prearrange something with your significant other and live out a rape fantasy. I don't care. Absolutely. As long as you are a consenting adult, you can do whatever the See, fuck you want with your body. Anyway, Pam is looking for something to wear in Amber's closet. Have you noticed how much Eric and Pam love playing dress up? They do. That's their favorite thing to do. They're like Ken and Barbie from Toy Story 3. Yeah. She's throwing clothes at him. Uh, he still is single-mindedly after her to kill her. And she's like, she's the antidote, Eric. She can heal you. Which I I don't... I thought this was this is a dumb moment for Eric. And and having uh, Gus Jr. have to come and explain the whole new blood concept, which I thought it's it's funny on many levels. Number one, it's new blood, but it's also new me blood. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. You know, if it, they they mark it as N O O and put Sarah's face on it, that would be even awesomer. But I feel like he's lacking imagination. Well, he is Gus Jr. 
He's no, not the brains. I'm He's talking, just the junior with a hat. I'm talking Eric is lacking imagination. Oh my god, Eric's being such an idiot. So, like, killing Sarah is better than chaining her in some techno-fetish Japanese dungeon where she's hooked up to machines constantly milking her of a supply of antidote? Yeah, you're gonna get cured. And and the fact that she is now gonna be the cure and the salvation of vampire race, but she's just kind of like a cow that you milk. And that he's is a fate offering worse you, than death, obviously. And he's offering you two billion dollars approximately two billion dollars a year to be f- pretty and fuck around so basically your entire life's mission statement yeah you're suddenly opposed to doing that well you set up earlier in the season that all you want to do is not follow the rules and not be a sheriff you just want to fuck the vineyard's daughter well, so I think this is a little bit of trying to be true to the character development. Uh, I know, I know. Go with me. The character development he had a few, when Pam first found him, he said, you know, I just have lost my taste for oysters. I'm tired of living. I've gotten to, you know, the Godric phase of being a vampire where this is just not fun anymore. So maybe he wanted to kill her and is like a selfish, I just want to see this mission through and I don't really want to be healed. But no, it seems like you, but I feel like, yeah. you can get healed. You can heal all the vampires. You can still kill Sarah. She ain't going nowhere. And then you can fucking see the sunrise if you really want to die that bad. But don't take the rest of the vampire race with you. God. That's what seems really troubling about this particular part of Eric's characterization here. And the that's what that, makes me believe that he hasn't changed at all. He's still a selfish asshole. Of course he is. Who's only in is. it for his own pleasures. Of course he is. I just thought he cared a little bit more about vampires in general than that. But, you know, anyway. No, he's an idiot who's come full circle to nothing again. And that doesn't quite make sense to me. Let's take a snapshot of your loyalties. Uh, Just Jr. said his word is oak. Do you believe him? I do believe him. Uh, Eric says, hey, you should just trust me. Do you trust Eric? No. Never. No, no, god, my god! Never. Oh my god! How his work is his word is aluminum foil <laughs> <laughs> over a campfire. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I, it, it, if it's aluminum foil, it's like the kind that they used to wrap ding dongs with. It's like so thin. Yeah, it's like you can almost hold it to the light and see through it. That's how <laughs> it's it's not heavy duty. It's yeah. not Reynolds wrap. Oh, no, it's not. It's the off brand Aldi shit they wrap <laughs> ding dongs with. But they their interest in Eric is now purely for his spokespersonmanship. And who cares? Fuck Eric. Take Pam. Pam is the one who's all for it. She's still pretty as hell. Yeah, but Pam is terrible at this. We saw her try to do it in, what, season three? Pam is great at going with the flow. How many times has she had to... Pam's bad at, giving a, at trying to give a fuck when she doesn't. And she won't give a fuck about repping True Blood. And being aloof is so sexy right now. <laughs> you could probably... Don Draper could make a campaign around Pam, right? sure. Uh, Jessica is sleeping with Bill, but she thinks it's going to be creepy because of the father-daughter thing. And Sookie's like, no, get in bed with him. And it's, I don't know. I, I found the whole thing creepy. I don't know. Once they, like, fall asleep, aren't they technically dead? Isn't that how they're portrayed? You know, that's why they're so hard to wake up. They're just dead. They're oh, just lying there. Yeah. Mm, okay. So why does that make it more or less creepy? I don't know that it makes a difference at all. I don't okay. know why any emotions go into it. You're just laying there dead. Uh, she gives this big uh, I Believe in Miracles speech, and she comes from the Insane Clown Posse School of Miracles, where basically miracles are just 
shit that she doesn't understand the scientific basis from them happening she's or random Fanta, coincidence. You're saying? Or no, Fago? She's fat, yeah. She's Fago. She comes from the Fago school oh, of miracology. Magnets, rainbows, giraffes, why our kids look like us. All these things are miracles. <laughs> Bill has a flashback, which I'm officially fucking over these flashbacks now. I had Yeah, no... they're going backwards. They're not going forwards where we were. They're going backwards to how he met his wife. And the guy who shot at them is the guy who um, helped or was there when he delivered her baby. I feel like Alan Bell got coked up and watched Memento on the off season. He's like, I know, I'll tell this parallel story. <laughs> He's like, I'm back. All... I want this job back. I've got great ideas. Yeah. I'll take this out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. His nose looks like a powdered donut. He's in the writing room. He's got a plan. He's going to bring us all back around by the last episode when we've all lost interest. But right now, and the, the steady cam operator is tra- like, yes, I want to direct. <laughs> We're going to see here. It's it's going to be like Bill's. POV birth scene. He's coming out of his mother's vagina. That's how far they're going to go back as gonna, he's dying. The season's going to end. As he's dying, it's a split screen. Him coming out of his vagina and meeting a true death. Perfect. Boom. Alan Ball, you're fucking... Speaking of miracle worker, you're a miracle <laughs> worker, sir. You are something else entirely. You're right up there with magnets, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Bill's dad's dying, and apparently the Compton estate is not too good a shape. Because Bill's got to marry Caroline Shelby because they got a lot of land. And the Comptons went to the Downton Abbey, Crawley, slash Grantham School of Male uh, Business Management. When, you're, when you've gambled and whore and drunk all your family's money away, find a gullible rich woman and marry her and take her shit. Then you can pass it on to the next, <laughs> next, next generation, man. <sighs> and he's worked because uh, his father described her as comely. Which I looked up, and it means covered in semen. And I'm not surprised that, you know, a man... That's what Merriam-Webster's dictionary says. That whore. She (laughs) defines comely as being covered in semen. I don't think Merriam or Webster are a woman. (laughs) It's two different people, both men. (laughs) So that's probably why that definition... Both whores, I'm saying. Both whores. So yeah, there you go. Downton Abbey and my true blood. I'm not sure I like the two tastes going together. Uh, this is the next scene is where we find out that Alaskans actually have mile long legs. Yeah, they do. And now we know exactly why Sarah Palin's teenager got knocked up so fast. <laughs> Boom. When you got legs that the long, the, the spreading leverage is just, you know, they can't You can keep spread them, them all the way to Russia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they span the Bering Strait. It's amazing that a nice Alaskan girl owns a dress that small, though. Oh, yeah. She gets it out for the one uh, spring day that gets above 65 degrees. Seriously, yeah. though, Hoyt's girlfriend is fucking warm to the touch. She is hot. And uh, they go into... And Hoyt's not doing too bad himself. No, He's turned I... into kind of like just enough of a dick to still be a gentleman to you but an asshole to everyone else and yeah he's got an edge to him it looks good on him yeah it does Uh, getting glamoured is the best thing that happened to him and he's gotten tanner since he's been in alaska of course because i guess it's always sunny up there now it's always sunny in in alaska (laughs) (laughs) yeah true it is always sunny bridget his girlfriend is a microbiologist Mm, super smart. smart idiot Super smart. She's like uh, Dr. Christmas 
Dr. Jones. Christmas Jones from uh, 007. Yeah, Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist. No, there's no reason a pretty girl can't be a microbiologist. No there's reason just, at all. There's just a reason why Denise Richards isn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell there's no lights on when you look at her eyes. There's nope. no, I'm not seeing the atom split. No. No, no I am not. Um, Arlene. I didn't. I forgot this. To, to the point, though, the Bridget does look like she could be a smart girl. Certainly, yeah. I just she could don't. be brainy and beautiful. Okay, she could have all that package. Sure. Uh, so uh, Arlene presses Jay or presses uh, Hoyt about Jason, and she doesn't know about the glamoring. Who no. knows about the glamoring other than Jason and Jessica? Just Jason and Jessica, because he skipped town. No one thought they'd see him again. I guess. Hmm, interesting. Maxine, maybe. Uh, so she doesn't know about the glamour, uh, which leads to the next scene where Jason is vacuuming up all the rose petals in his underwear. Listening our, to his Walkman. Listen to his Walkman. It's uh, it's basic. He's he's the Star Lord. I think we're going to find out <laughs> by the end of the movie, by the end of the season. The uh, Swamp Lord. The Swamp Lord. <laughs> Arlene calls and is like, "Did you glamour him? Why does he know about you, Jason?" And he's like, don't say anything. I'm going to dress up in my uniform and be down there to mack on his girlfriend like that. <laughs> don't you worry, Arlene. I won't let that hayseed, corn-fed hick have any, any pretty girls. Don't you worry. Nope. Adeline and Wade are really happy to be fucking vanilla style. They have no idea how to even have sex, let alone use this myriad of just toys and lubes and... He keeps giving her a wet willy and thinking that's it, but, you know, the sex education budget at Louisiana has been just slashed. It has. There's Basically, the sex ed class consists of a box of Mr. Potato Heads. (laughs) And this was a clerical error that happened like 15 years ago, (laughs) but they don't even have the money. The person responsible for catching that clerical error got fired. As soon as the parts were ordered. So now these kids, they get these bucket, these Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of parts. They don't know what to do with it. And they're putting fingers in ear canals. It's not a pretty sight. So when he sees this big wood strap on int cock, he's like, man, I just don't even know what to do. She can, of course, read his mind. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're both virgins. Somehow that slipped his mind. Wait, she never figured that out No before? shit. The very first time he puts his dick in her, he's not going to be fucking... You know what? For some reason, I feel like they've never gotten it in before. What have they been doing undercovers and in bed? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's he was on pink- top of her in the treehouse. He was on top of her under the covers in the bed with no pants on. But... Maybe he's trying to make it, it go seems... over belly button. I don't... Again, the potato could, head. That I... is absolutely true. They could just be rubbing it against each other without any sort of insertion. I mean, kids who don't know shit... Well, in class, she's we put, like, the, we put she... the bowler hat and the angry eyes on, and that seemed to do the job. We just put the rest of the stuff in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how much stuff can get in the butt. Uh, but they're both virgins, Perfect. which is all, I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to think that's sweet. Oh, my God. Watching this entire scene just made me want to throw up everywhere. Why? I'm curious about why you think. I don't know. Just something about teenagers figuring out how to have sex is just... Right. Does he not know that she was a fairy born like seven months ago? I guess not. And the idea... But they know a shockingly little about each other. Maybe it's the idea that in order to have like this perfect, pure, innocent love that you must only have each other ever. That's super And I find that to be disgusting. But if you have sex with a virgin, that's not like a meant to be thing forever. Shit Mm. happens. And it's it's just weird to sort of propagate that. For teenagers 
Although sometimes I do shit think doesn't about, work out that well. Your first time is probably going to be messy. Sometimes I wonder about what it'd be like to get a brand new out of package potato head and be the first one. I mean, to put all those eyes and <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can carry this analogy further. It's a lot less fun. <laughs> you like getting the uh, Goodwill potato head? Got yeah. some other kid's name written on it. It's missing an arm. Maybe the, all right. That's a little too. Maybe far. the lips have been chewed on by a dog at some point. You don't know. <laughs> Well, I, I can only that's speak for my Mrs. That potato Head. <laughs> that's a potato head that knows what knows what it needs, what it knows wants. Its way. <laughs> Around an accessory box. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, this has gone too far. Uh, Jason and Bridget. Oh, uh, so here's the thing. Jason shows up, meets meets Hoyt and Bridget, and he immediately starts eye fucking. Cannot Bridget. stop looking at her. What the fuck is wrong? Him. I thought at first they were suggesting maybe she was starting with the double hand grab. Yeah. You know? But no, she the, the, the whole rest of the conversation, she just stays devotedly and adorably eyes locked on Hoyt. And he is just eye fucking the hell out of her. Oh, my God. Just no part of her went untouched with his eyes. Like, and it dude, was, oh. dude, you're responsible for mind fucking this guy. And he had to leave town. And he comes back and, oh, by the way, you're fucking... <laughs> the immortal sex pot jessica still after you, you just broke get... up with a psychopathic immortal sex, sex pot, pot you Violet. got you gotta get it in with bridget come on really come on your dick can stay dry for 24 hours it won't fall off i'm this sure this one this one fish this one alaskan salmon <laughs> yeah. can just pass you by buddy mm-hmm. come on seriously oh my god they invite him to breakfast which is Going to be high comedy, and I'm he's sure. got orange juice in his glass, but he still looks thirsty. <laughs> uh, Doc Ludwig, I haven't seen her for a while. She is the arcane occult doctor of choice who happens also to be a dwarf. <laughs> Driving a Hummer, like she doesn't even give a fuck about the planet. She, I don't think she does. <laughs> she sits on five phone books and drives the shit out of that Hummer. Listens to rock music. She's a dick. She's, She's not afraid dick. of anyone or anything. I don't remember her being this big of a dick the last time. Neither do I. I and remember they... her being just sort of like abrupt and... Yeah, and they, they feel like... But she's just straight up asshole. No, they've, they've turned that up into a million on her. Uh, she fears nothing and no one, which then that's a cool line. But in the very next <laughs> scene, we find out it's bullshit. Uh, we have another flashback where Bill's relieved that Carolyn isn't covered and saturated in semen. And he's being a prudish teenager. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really going to say much nice about that. Nice parallel to Adeline and Wade's story, by the way. Mm, I guess. Now they're both just stupid-ass idiots. Plus, they're re- secretly <laughs> related. <laughs> uh, uh. The doc is grossed out by Bill's vampire uh, Hep V running r- rampant. Okay, but she's still not afraid of anything or anyone. Until you mention Niall Brigant, and she's like noping out of there so hard. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, she did mention that they she saw another sick vampire in Monroe that went from stage one to stage three in ten days because her his vampire boyfriend was a fae. Uh, why Sorry. is Doctor Ludwig afraid of Niall Brigant? I mean, he said that, well, you know, we did kill a lot of dwarves, but she mentioned, I don't know, I feel like somebody fell asleep at the continuity switch in a single episode because she mentioned she has no natural enemies, and yet apparently her tribe was ruthlessly hunted down by fairies. I know, in the same two scenes. Yeah. They probably shot all of her stuff in one day, am Mm -hmm. I right? Right, and I would think that, I don't know, maybe it's just the brigands that were the dwarf hunters. 
But why? I don't know. They seem know. like such jovial people who kept to themselves. Plus, yeah, it's like, what kind of dick hunts down dwarves? It's like, you know, being the great white hunter and you have just row after row of chihuahua pelts on your wall. Like, yeah. Yeah, feel... I hunted the smallest thing. Uh-huh. Good God. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jason at the morgue cannot manage why his best friend is, is viewing the corpse of his mother. He can't stop I fucking Bridget. He can't even talk himself out of eye fucking her, even though he's trying desperately. Uh, they mentioned Bellflowers is the BB and G. What does that mean? Um, it took me a while to figure it out, but I feel like it's Bellflowers Bar and Grill. Oh. Even though they never called Merlots MB and G. Yeah, MB and G. Merlots, Bellflowers. Anyway. Those uh, neon signs are expensive to replace. <laughs> uh, Jason tells two self-serving lies in one in, in in the space of a minute he said that your mama didn't join the lynch mob she was one of the good she definitely did not get her heart ripped out by my girlfriend who drank it like a juice box <laughs> yeah yeah and we got the sob no i wasn't fucking her later on that night she didn't give me a bloody crotch blowjob none uh, of those happen uh but so then Hoyt crushes him in a bear hug because he's so happy to hear about all this. This is where... And then Bridget comes up and grabs him from a reverse Gamora hug. And I wonder... Do you think Hoyt felt Jason's boner? You know what? (laughs) He might be just that much taller than him that it went through his little thigh gap. Yeah. He's got factory air installed. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes. Mind the gap, baby. Uh, let's see. Sookie calls her fairy godfather from the, uh, the graveyard portal into Fatum. Yeah. Uh, he shows up at her house and wants spaghetti dinner. He seems like he's just putting, giving her to put on this whole episode. Absolutely. What's, like Sookie says later, to what end? Why do you show up now? Why do you show up and make her cook this elaborate dinner for you? He's a fair, yeah, he's kind of a dick. He's he hunted an... dwarfs of sport. We already established this. And then he, he points out that he's always <sighs> watching. And Sookie's dumbass, her first thing she takes offense at is, is, you watch me infect Bill? He's like, Not, what? you watched my boyfriend die the same day that I infected Bill. <laughs> yeah, or you watched me fucking my boyfriend. That's a little weird. In wolf mode? Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there's lots of worse things. And also, if he really gives a shit, why doesn't he just appear uh, appearing left, right, and center and doing fairy blast every time she gets in trouble? I mean, he's he's flirting he's with letting dick. his granddaughter die on multiple occasions. Well, F- Sookie got all the fairy powers. Mm. Jason got all of the fairy uh, douchiness. Mm. He's the one that'll blatantly check out your girlfriend while you're mourning your mother's body. Uh, but he says, hey... The reason I didn't save Bill is I don't like him. I don't like him for you. And she says, you know what? I think this fairy shit is bullshit. Which she has a point. This half fairy stuff is, you know, you can use your powers once and then that's gone. Kind no, of, kind Suki, of bullshit. Suki had a lot more power. She just spent one entire episode just blasting off because she said decided she didn't want it anymore. Really? Yeah. And then he taught her how to master it into one, like, energy ball. Uh-huh. If she uses that energy ball, then her fairy powers are gone. But okay. she still has it. uh uh-huh. That's the idea there. She uses so she's she, had she a does. She finite, has a one shot ability. Yeah, she had a finite amount of magic, wasted a whole bunch of it because she's 
you know, know whatever. A privileged white girl. <laughs> she wanted, so if she gets so if she gets rid of all of her fairy powers, does she t- turn into a full human? Is her blood no longer magical for vampires? I don't know. She's still got happy. Because it still seems like that's this is, and we have a listener email. It's like this seems like this is her dream scenario. But whatever, let's keep going. Uh, Sarah shows up at the old light of day camp, and memories just flood. Memories of all the vampirophobia. <laughs> she has an intense fear hallucination of Jason playing football with his shirt off. It's when they first fell in love, or she fell in love with him. And his t-shirt wrapped around his head, Egyptian style. Uh, Jason's convincingly scary. Yeah, he's a little menace. He's got a little menace. Yeah. Imaginary Jason's scary, y'all. Says, hey, you're going to die tonight. It's your time to go. Eric's coming. He's bringing death with you. And they somehow pinpoint her location by her talking to herself. Oh, I'm sure that they they were monitoring systematically spots she might be. But why... Why didn't they whip out this super, these super resources and super assets when she first inflect, infected all of the blood supply? Uh, because she was the world's the most ex- wanted person. Yes, but the Japanese didn't give a shit because what? this this was there would be they'd be helping a disgraced company uh, get revenge. Now that there's billions and billions of dollars at stake, the, he, he explained it. It's like, hey, the corporations and, and government work extremely well together in Japan. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just saying this is what the show said. Then now that there's money at stake, they'll I can I can get the corporation to lean on our contacts and they'll use the full might of the Japanese security apparatus to track her down. So I, I didn't didn't have a problem with it myself. Do you still have a problem with it? No, you've made your point. <laughs> uh the japanese satellites have her uh his men uh gus jr's men's like hey let's find another vampire we don't have to wait for these fuckers to wake up and his oaken word is severely sorely tested <laughs> you got an you got an oaken promise boner right then <laughs> hopefully he's lacquered <laughs> uh Sam's talking to Arlene. He's like, you know, all those towns get wiped out by tornadoes or floods, and then the people get up, and they vow to rebuild on the same spot. Am I as crazy as those people? She says, yes. Uh, She actually, as she gets drunker, suspenses some good advice. She says, if you left, would you feel like it was running away from something or running to something? And if you stayed, would you be happy here without them? I don't see how he can answer the second question, yes. Like, you've got a baby and a woman you claim to love. You have to follow them. But, and especially since they have a... Per, this isn't just like, but, you know, your ex-girlfriend lives in this town. We need to move away. This is like supernatural scary creatures are killing us. We need but, to But yes. how much does he really love Nicole? I yeah. She kind of did that thing where she forced herself on him and... Then she... I don't remember in last season enough to back you up on this. I don't... She no, forced... not, no, she didn't rape him. Okay. But she sort of did that thing where he tried to keep his distance, but she kept getting closer and closer until they did form a bond, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets pregnant, so you feel a certain amount of obligation. Well, of course. It's your child, for God's sake. So does he really love them yet? I mean, until he holds a baby in his true. arms, does he made that connection? Yeah. Does no. he really love her right now? Yeah. Or does he love himself more? I mean, think about the Sam we've known yeah, before true. this. Well, that's the thing. I don't know what He's, Sam we know. He has no concept of family. This... He has no concept of belonging, any of those things. And we know he, he just wasn't knows that, that invested ta- in saving her because he turned into... He turned into a fucking collie when she got taken. Yeah, a mutt collie. 
and trotted after her when he could have turned into a peregrine falcon or whatever. I know. She got herself rescued. She ruined the fucking party. I mm. mean, you really want that in your life? No, not really. So, yeah. I, and again, they, they've shown Sam in seasons past to be saying, completely I... amoral and a dick. Oh, yeah. So I could see this him is going... entirely within that part of Sam's character. I could see him going for either choice, either deciding to man up and take control and love his family, or just being an asshole and just cutting out. Right. Just saying. Uh, he asks Arlene if she's happy, and she goes, no, I fake it. How this she... hair's not red. These <laughs> veils aren't that long. This isn't my natural shade of lips. I just fake it. Fake it till you make it. That's time time honored. So we get to Oklahoma City. The lake house is empty. And Andy has... Oh, he still has a key, though. I find that to be interesting. How many times has she gone there? <laughs> yeah, and gone. It's like, you know, I did, he could have changed the lock since the last time I came up here and went through all his mail two <laughs> weeks ago. But I doubt it because he's quote-unquote lazy. Oh, my God. Uh, but they go up there and check it out, and Andy has a complete breakdown about how lovely and peaceful and non-rampaged Oklahoma City is. And he can't stop is. losing because he's such a loser. Right. And it's all on me. It's my fault. First you and now... And it's a bunch of bullshit. And she calls uh, she calls bullshit in her official capacity as a witch and says, this story's going to have a happy ending. Not sure if that's an official witch power, but I it seems it to make too- Andy feel good. Yeah. I find it to be annoying that there's such a huge part of her, part of her that is being a Wiccan that she thinks is important that he doesn't quite like. What do you- I, I just don't think that's something you should compromise on. No, no. Like a- every couple in this show, they are tragically flawed and they're heading to the divorce or domestic disturbance or Could- sullen rage with each other stage yes. of a relationship. Yes. They're just going to fake it until they blow up or make it. <laughs> blow up and or make it. But it was so cute when he gave her that huge rock or modestly rocked engagement ring that wasn't he even He borrowed his. off somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Totally. Nah. Uh, she promises something that she couldn't possibly promise. Sookie's, <laughs> Sookie's fairy godfather says we need to channel nature's memory. They go to the Compton household, and he does some kind of fairy magic, and they remember they they have a non-Bill-involved flashback to Bill's first child being born. Thank goodness we got more Bill flashbacks without Bill there. I was yep. concerned. We have another genuine ICP class miracle, and uh, this whole point of this, I don't know, I don't understand what this has to do with Bill's child being born, but he says some things can be fixed with magic, but not this, and she says, go! Uh, yeah. And he disappears. I think he's. Why is he? Why did? Why did this memory? What I got out of this was that Sookie said she was looking for a miracle. He showed her that giving birth, just like dying, was a miracle. And there's something to be said for the fact that Bill's time to die is now. And he's obviously not going hmm. to die, but it's Niles' mm-hmm. wish. And he okay. believes that to be a miracle should it happen. So he's not going to do anything to save her or him. Could his magic fix Bill? I'm, it's not clear that he's yeah. even willing to try. Yeah, I think that he could. I mean, he's super crazy powerful. Right. He could. Huh. But he just chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Kind of a dick move. Kind yeah, of a dick absolutely. move. And then he calls her an orphan. Yeah. So he puts her through this whole thing, makes her make him a giant meal, admits that he watches her doing all kinds of shit. Goes, also, your parents are crazy dead. Yeah. Uh, 
tells her that Bill's going to die no matter what, but I did waste a huge chunk of your time that you could be spending, I don't know, saying goodbye, making peace with his death in your life. True. Fucking. <laughs> and then calls her an orphan to remind her that her parents are super dead because of vampires. Well, it was all worth it to get her and Jason to do the Hard Knock Life uh, duet. <laughs> Stop it. That's the finale episode. Don't ruin oh, that for okay, people. Okay. We're counting on the Alan. Bring it home. <laughs> uh, a little girl looks at her bedroom window and disturbed that a raving drag addict, addict, a and a flaming addict. queen are digging random holes in her family yard. That's not something you see every day. Girl in her church dress and. Lafayette and his Lafayette digs just digging the shit Lafayette out of here. La La Land. Yeah, Lafayette fully in La La Land is just <laughs> digging the shit out of your yard. Yeah. I would be concerned too, little girl. Nothing good can come of this. But thank you for reminding us that that's not over. No, no, that's just the one reminder we got that, that that is some unfinished business we got to get to. Uh, Keith shows up to the BBO, the BB... BB&G. BB&G. Because Arlene's going to town on the whiskey bottle. She's in pain. The kind of pain that's so painful it's dangerous. Dangerous. Because you might tarry yourself. Tarry yourself? Yeah, tarry yourself. You might hire a hitman to kill you. yourself. Okay. And Why is she wearing this American flag pin like she's the first fucking lady? <laughs> she is. She's the first lady of... <laughs> First lady of the BBO, the BBL, <laughs> the BBOG, the BBNG. First, first lady of our nation of BBNG. Right, man. It those sounds like those some colors sort of don't. Sexual thing. Those colors don't run, and those neither colors... does their barbecue sauce. <laughs> it's thick and sticks on that like white the rice. <laughs> those colors are not only sure, they're heavy positive. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he comes and says, hey, uh, let's dance. And she confesses her hep status. And it's kind of sweet because he says, let's just dance. And she (sighs) has really awesome silver platform heels on. Uh, What do you think's going on? Where is their relationship going? To hell if they don't change their ways. Are they going to have some kind of uh, safe sex deal? They're going to try to make it work. And he's going to wear condoms. And he's going to wear like a mouth guard when he feeds on her. No, I hate it all. Okay. So you're not down with the Keith and Arlene thing at any level. No. It feels forced. It is. All right. Well, She then doesn't Keith... need another person in her life. What she needs is to find out that she herself is a strong woman independently and does not need a man to make herself feel complete. She's got some kids. She's got some kids to raise. And she's going to be just fine all by herself. She's yeah. a business owner. She's a survivor. And she's going to be just fine. I think her strategy is raise up them kids for the next three or four years, sell the bar, sell the BB&G, move to Atlanta where a redheaded mill flacker could probably do really well working all the bars up and down, whatever, Peach Peach Road, Peach Lane, Peach Atlanta. Boulevard. Yeah, that's the, that's the uh, southern mill capital of the world. Is it? Yeah. So don't, you want her to become Jane Boathouse in a different city? Don't you? Re- don't, hey, whatever happened to Jane Boathouse? Did she get rescued? She, she died no, she did. Because remember, she was like, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to give up drinking. Oh, Tamara. Disgusting. And sure, so. she's not at the bar, though. Ooh. Every time we've seen the bar, she's not there yet. Violet wakes up with evil on her mind, and she slaps around Wade and handcuffs. I like how Wade tries to protect her by throwing his tiny, tiny, skinny white body over <laughs> over Adam. Well, it's the thought that counts. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
That gets She's Jessica. a fairy, so she could just blast him. I, I like how Jessica startles awake. She's like, all of her limbs are just flailing <laughs> in different directions, and somehow it gets her 90 degrees up, upright. <laughs> she goes running off. Eric and Pam wake up. Oh. And I thought, it's like, what the fuck? Does Eric sense Jessica somehow? I, no, it's just that uh, they slept in. And they think Gus might have fucked them, but no. This he's... is how we wake up every morning. I wake up and I'm like, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, we've overslept. We, we do. Like, if I wake up and it's like past 730, I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's not fucked them. They're just waiting in the driveway. They're all packed up, ready to go, because mm-hmm. his word is oak. Oak. Oak like violet strap on dildo. And here's Suki in her fuck me white dress again. Yeah, she's... she was wearing a white dress and she ran across the graveyard the first time they ever had sex. Do oh, you sure. get that? No, no, okay. I got that. It was beating me about my head and shoulders. Uh, I'm so happy that everyone hates the way she runs. It's not just us. It's weird. She's got this weird like hand. She's like spreads every one of her fingers as far apart as her joints will allow, and her arms locks just her like arms this... in like 45 degree <laughs> angles and just bobbles them up and down. Why do you have to act in your running? Can't you just run? Run? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, did, did she get a note? I need your fingers spread wider apart. Wider. Why? I want to hear those knuckles crack. Alan balls off on the, sh- the side. Maybe she just did it as a joke, Maybe. like in the original, and it's like a one of those one, like an Ed Wood one take wonder, and now she's stuck having to run like that all the time. Yeah. Super uncomfortable. She's got serious medical issues from running like that so often. She's like, whatever the Tom she's Cruise run is. to her craft. You know, because Tom Cruise is all about running. Like, when he runs, he's oh, yeah. fucking he's a, serious about he's it. He's a good film runner. Yeah. He it seems like he's covering a lot of ground. Sookie is the opposite of that. She <laughs> runs like Phoebe from Friends. I don't know if you've seen that episode. Nope. She just, like, you know, has her art. She runs like a little kid oh, into adulthood. Cute. So, yeah. Not so cute on Sookie, though. Uh, she runs and cannot wait, cannot wait for, oh, wait, wait, we can't get to there yet because we got to go to uh, Steve Newland and Guru Tata. She's gibbering her to herself. She's yeah. gone into full on batshit insane. And and Jason, three of the four men she's fucked in her life are tormenting slash guiding her towards heaven, hell, nirvana. And the governor is there. That's number four. Oh, right, right, right. But he's dead. His head. His it's head's his there. Head. He could have uh, shown up. For that's her. the only thing she had sex with, by the way. It just the head. An exclusive, exclusive oral relationship with her. She says, <laughs> "I don't choose heaven or hell. I choose myself. I'm the Messiah." And they're getting li- they're getting pretty arty with the camera angles and the way things are swooping and Jason Stackhouse devol- d- dissolving into a gravel road. Uh, they are. They're taking some notes from some Quentin Tarantino's and Stanley Kubrick's. Yeah, but this is uh, this is some death coming for her, is what Jason says. We know it's actually the Fast Eric and, and the, the Furious Yakuza. three, the Fast and the Furious vampires and Yakuza. Uh, Suki cannot wait to get Bill's pasty. Oh my god, this is va- varicose now veiny body. He looks like the negative image of a California raisin just going to town on her. He's bloated and white and wrinkly with purple creases instead of being purple and bloated <sighs> and wrinkly with like white. I don't know. This California is... raisins. I don't. Yep, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> this is the grossest death pity sex I've ever seen. And I've seen so much death pity sex. I don't feel like they have a lot of sexual chemistry and they're married. That's probably explains it. You know what? I haven't seen them have any, have any chemistry at all. Hmm. 
Mm. In real life, I've seen them sort of play out that southern charm, like let me open they're, the door for sure, you and help they're you courting into the car. Is okay. but, courting is top notch. Yeah, Very but cute. that's all I've ever seen them do well. Like her and Alcide, some chemistry there. Her oh, and Eric, yeah. chemistry. Eric oh, yeah. and Jason, chemistry. <laughs> Sookie and Bill, not a lot of chemistry there. Am I? No. I, am, I don't know if that's a common. Sentiment uh, among fandom. But it's just like when you put the two of them together, he looks genuinely to be like 200 years old. I'm not kidding. Do you see it too? <laughs> he is very old fashioned. I think he's a fine looking man. He absolutely is. But when you put him he's next just to, super fucking pasty, to Anna Paquin, and you paint those, got, those purple veins all over him, and it's she's got purple look. hair now, and it's just like the contrast are ugh. He's gross looking. Yeah. Do you think he put on weight for that scene? Or it's just I a, felt like, he looked a little. I wasn't going to say this because I don't like the body shame. No, the guy is already rocking not. giant purple but veins. I'm just but saying, he looked a little flabby too. Yeah, I've seen him naked before, looking fit. Yeah, it's like like Alan wrote that sex scene in the last minute. It's like fuck. I didn't. I did not get in this shape. Work out. I was going to play <laughs> myself into shape this season, coach, and I don't have the time. Uh, no, no. It's like I thought I was dying. I wasn't. Exp- to have sex with anyone. I was thinking you're wanting to cover me up as much as possible because this fucking makeup takes forever to put on me. <laughs> it costs so much money for all the CGI vein shooting. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of budget to trim him up. <laughs> He's always been that shape. They just, <laughs> they just always had budget to trim him up before. <laughs> they put him in the girdle and then they digitally remove it. It's like a slightly more sophisticated version of William Shatner in the original Star Trek. Oh, God. Uh, now we just need to find out he doesn't have real hair. It's all a wig. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all we got. This is a nothing episode. That's all you've got. This is all we've got. This is all Alan Ball had. I blame him. I do too. Shall we do some pimping and then move into some feed back? Of course. If you like what we're doing here at Bald Move, there's a couple ways you can help us out. Yes, you can help us out. First thing that doesn't cost any money is if uh, you got an iTunes account, go and rate and review us on there. Or if you don't have one and can't be bothered, hey, tell a friend or family. We'd love that. Or if you have a graveyard in your backyard, yeah. just go out there and yell for us. Yeah. And we will receive your contributions because <laughs> we are always watching. <laughs> yes, even now. I see what you're doing on that toilet. Uh, actually, I see you picking your fact, nose while fairies, you're driving. Fairies cannot see through porcelain. So oh, it's the, it's the safest place to be if you don't want to get perved on by fairies in the bathroom because you're surrounded by it. <laughs> That's true blood facts. Facts. That's all we deliver here at <laughs> Bald Move headquarters. Facts. Uh, if you'd like to uh, still contribute to us and actually uh, in a more monetary way, there's a couple ways you can do that. First of all, use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. You use that instead of amazon.com. It takes you right to the site, and then anything you buy on that session – we get a tiny cut of, and enough people do it, it adds up. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty nice for us. Up to thirty three percent of our revenue comes from the folks that use our Amazon link. So it ain't for nothing, and we appreciate it. Third and final, uh, go to subbable.com slash bald move where you can exchange money in exchange for podcasts and custom content opportunities. Uh, we actually did a fun one today. Someone, uh, some some guy's wife. Bought him a birthday present, and he wanted us to watch The Waking Life by Richard Linklater, who's been on the news for his boy boyhood. 
Uh, it was really oh, cool. This 2001 that movie like, that took 12 years things. to make. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't watch that. We watched the. No, I'm one. just putting that into context. Anyway, he's most famous right now because he made a yeah, movie that took 12 years to make. He's done so many things. Like he made School of Rock. I had no idea. Hmm. Um, but you can check that out at subbable.com slash bald move. Uh, and we appreciate each and every one of you that helps in any way to support us, and even the ones that just listen and send feedback. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time thank to you. do that. It makes our podcast go round. That and malt liquor. So feedback. Amy K said, if Violet has a sweet mansion with a fun room just outside of town, what the fuck is she doing in Jason's basement? That is a really excellent question to which I do not have a satisfactory answer. Who's in Jason's basement? Violet. Oh, she's got that giant Yes. House. Maybe it's far away. It, it can't be that far, right? She got to there before the Maybe sun came up. Maybe she was just spending the night there that one night. Like, she's the kind of person, she used to be a queen, she has a ton of money. You would not... Maybe she renovated... We've never seen Jason's basement before. So maybe she renovated the basement so that nights when she spent the night at his house, she had a really nice, yeah. homey place to feel like she was. Because he's got a bedroom upstairs. Sure. That I'm yeah. sure he uses when he's banging other people's girlfriends. All right. Uh, Ryan R. said, with every Bill flashback, I get angrier and angrier. I guess the point was really to humanize and redeem him. Well, fucking fine. I hereby pronounce Bill redeemed. Redeemed like a case of Coke bottles. He should have told us to agree that Bill was redeemed ahead of time and warned us that this would be the punishment if we didn't get on board. Alan Ball should have, like, you know, how they drop leaflets on a town before they bomb them. They should mm-hmm. have dropped leaflets on all the HBO households to say, if you don't get on board with Bill being a good guy, we're going to hammer home flashback after fucking pointless flashback until oh, you buy it. I maintain that he is still evil. <laughs> oh, you're, it's your fault. It's HBO. You gotta stop. HBO is trying so hard to convince everyone. They're doing everything they can to convince everyone that he's a good guy. But you just fucking wait, world. <laughs> he's evil as shit. Well, Ryan, you got some tough road to hoe here because you say, I promise we're all on board now, show. Can we please stop bringing the narrative to screeching halt every fifth scene? This is beyond the pale. You know what's beyond the pale? His pale ass covered in purple veins. And Cecily refusing to get on board the redeemed Bill plot. Oh my line. God! You guys are the he ones who aren't getting on board with my obvious. He Bill's... single-handedly freed the slaves. Okay, what more do Bill? you want? Yes. Did he? No, actually, he didn't. He, he fought got, for the I'm wrong side. I'm pretty sure it was minorly. <laughs> he put them in the red there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, one got killed. Marianne RBH says, the only scene I really enjoyed is Arlene's. Who knew Keith had magic hugs and could dance and hug the pain away? I enjoyed seeing a Hoyt and was mildly amused by the callback to Jason's old horn dog tendencies. The Sookie and Bill stuff was vomit-inducing. The innocent young girl running through the cemetery in her sundress, the arms of her first love, and screwing in front of the fire just like the first time. Puke. The only thing missing was the unchained melody playing in the background. The soft, glowy filter... Made me again want to puke. They have just beat us to death with that nauseating love story till the bitter end. Hashtag true to the bitter end. Why did Niall choose to show Sookie the baby being born? He doesn't like Bill, quote unquote, for her. I mean, I hate Bill on so many reasons, but what was Niall getting at? Even Eric and Pam's stuff is lame. You've only got a few chances left, True Blood. Don't blow it. Marianne, I gotta say, I can't argue with anything you said. So I have nothing to say. Basically, Cecily. Wouldn't it? 
wouldn't it be entirely in the nature of true blood to just fuck us like that? To set us up for something really epic and then just let us down real slow. (laughs) (laughs) To say, no, no, we'll bring it back up until the very last episode (laughs) where they just laugh in our faces. The last 20 seconds of the very final episode is Charlene Harris, Alan Ball, and all the writers and directors and the cast. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Just laughing. <laughs> for a half hour. Just a, no, 30 seconds. The oh, last 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. As uh, I want to, th- Dido's I want to thank you plays. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Official prediction. Uh, Jamilton S. Jam Ilton S. said, not sure about all the flu. Oh, this is last uh, episode. Not sure about all the fluid that comes out of the vampires' blood theory, but you guys are spot on in Jess's case because back. When she was turned in season two, she was a virgin, so her hymen is eternally repairing itself after each time she has sex. That doesn't mean that you bleed. I think this is a plot point when she and Hoyt first got the... Yeah, but no, in her case, it absolutely is. Does it? Yeah, I mean, she made a point of saying it. Did she? Yes, because I'm all about fantasizing, but no, I'm not. That's fucked up. Um, I'm sorry. You know what? This podcast is making me rethink our relationship entirely. Well, maybe we can go home and play Mr. Potato Head, and you'll think of... (laughs) You'll forget all about it. Uh, I'm just going to tell myself that Jason showered after he and Jessica hooked up at the party because otherwise, a Violet's beige makes zero sense. Indeed. Uh, in fact, I'm going to skip to another take on this. Uh, Turner mm. V. <laughs> uh, so exciting you guys broke the barrier and discussed the bodily fluid <laughs> functions of vampires. I've always thought that myself, but can never quite find the proper setting to breach the subject of blood instead of lady juices. We couldn't either, so uh, we just shoved it in your faces. <laughs> <laughs> like so much stack house cock. Oh, God. Let's be honest. We've all been there. It's not like you look forward to it, but who hasn't gotten their dick bloody once or twice? But all the time, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, no thank you. Not to mention the cold. I can't say much about the female perspective. However, the women I know that do have a dildo, don't keep them in the refrigerator. Please expand and deliberate. Expand? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much more expanding I can do. You need an inflatable dildo for that, and you should not keep that in the refrigerator. It probably destroy its inflation abilities. I do know of people who have kept a refrigerated dildo. Or people that put them through a dishwasher cycle or people... so they get hot. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then they alternate being icy and hot, icy and hot. So it's like werewolf and vampire, werewolf there and vampire. <laughs> I've known people who have played with popsicles. Ooh. But still... I haven't done that, so I personally can't speak for what that does for your sexual arousal level. But I imagine that if you yourself are hot enough... Uh-huh. And are up for it enough that, it, I don't know, the balance sort of works itself out. It's not like they are creating cold. It's not like they are sort of an, a block of dry ice, right? No, they're They're like not making things around. Exactly. They're kind of room temperature. They're dead. Yeah. They, they're not creating heat anymore. If they put their cock inside of you, then maybe it just feels like there's a little bit of imbalance for a little while. And then some friction... Some of your own heat. It's like, you know, you got a flashlight and you don't want to bother with all that soaking so in hot water in the for 30 minutes oh. <laughs> business and you just like, you know, go on at Raw Dog. Because who has time for that? I mean, no, what the hell am I going to buy? I'm going to buy a flashlight at fucking steak dinner too? No. <laughs> no. 
but it is a little weird about like having period sex all the time because I find that slightly irritating to the skin. Not have to put me off of it, but if it was a 365 type of thing, I don't know. That would be. I mean, yeah. If plus the cleanup, you all you just you just look like you're you murdered someone with your waist. Yeah, I mean, blood's kind of a coagulant; it's just kind of messy. It's all matted up in the hair. Yeah, it doesn't keep uh-huh. well. Yeah, so there you go. If you didn't have enough, uh... if you weren't disgusted enough the first time we did it, here's a rehash. Uh, Tomika H, last one, she's the hammer, says, I love the first three seasons of True Blood, and I guess I'm a member of the Guilty Remnant, because remnant. I keep coming back, Remnant, because I keep coming back to this shit show. Like, what the hell is even going on this season? Wasn't the friggin' world going into complete dismay with small towns being completely destroyed with no law enforcement or anyone to protect them? By this episode, the world seems totally back to normal. Anubis is back to work transporting vampires during the day, and everything seems normal. I had that problem, too. The Saint Elise was entirely wiped out. Uh-huh. Uh Bon Tomp was almost entirely wiped out, but the rest of the world was just fine. Mm-hmm. And it all blew over as quickly as it did in Bon Tomp because they took out that one pack, that one tiny pack, and then there's the not vampires a just didn't give a fuck. It's just not a problem anymore. They haven't officially found a cure. Everyone's no. dying rapidly all sure. over the world. Uh, but she... Gus Jr. is in Bon Tomp, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in Dallas, Texas. Excuse me. Then again, maybe that's the theme of the show, which is why there was a party at Sookie's house after a major character like Alcide died. And Sookie, who gives a shit that you're exposed to H or Hep V? It doesn't do shit to humans. It just keeps your fairy blood from being cracked to vampires. Isn't that what you've always wanted? I hate the sight of the ignorant townspeople, but the girl is a danger whore. She absolutely is. She's admitted it herself, so I don't have a problem calling her that. And that's the first step to recovery: is admitting you have a problem. Admitting she, you are a problem. She, she, and the, the fact you know she had a, I don't know. It's been six months since you fucked a vampire token from her support group. She's got to change. She got to cash that in now. She does. Yep. She had a moment of weakness. <laughs> She's not gonna go back to the meetings. Had to get the Hep VD right inside her. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I kind of want to stop talking about this particular episode, uh, yeah. get her, get, get her palates cleansed. Hopefully next week will be better. And it doesn't matter. Cause we're still going to be back we're here still talking gonna be, about no it. No matter what, we'll still be back here with more potato head, more bloody, <laughs> bloody stack house cock. Uh, if you'd like to send us some more of this quality feedback, <laughs> please do so at trueblood at baldmove.com, or you can join our weekly Facebook threads at facebook.com slash baldmove. And our podcast discussion threads. We'll see you this Sunday night for that. And we'll see you Tuesday evening. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday evening for the next True Blood podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily.